Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo today. Pastor Ken Keltner will be back next week. We run down today's show. First uh, three segments today, we are going to be joined by Mike Wilkes. He is a uh, Milwaukee native, played over at Milwaukee King, former NBA player, is now with the Oklahoma uh, City Thunder as a scout. Later in the show, we'll be joined by NBA All former NBA All Star AC Green. Right now, we are joined, and I'm excited about this. Mike Wilkes, I was such a fan. Again, I've been around basketball a long time in the city of Milwaukee. And uh, look, if, if you if you press me and say who are the top five players ever to come out of the city conference, Mike is in that in that group. And uh, it's so nice to be able to talk to him. Mike Wilkes, how you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. Man, I look, I was a huge fan, man. I've coached 35 years in, in the city of Milwaukee. And uh, to watch you when you were going up and down the court at, uh, at Milwaukee King was, uh, was fun to watch, man. You're a heck of a high school basketball player here in the city. Man, I appreciate it. You know, that's some of the um, funnest times of my life, and I have great, great memories uh, playing for King. Hey, uh, Coach Guys, was he your high school coach? Yes, Coach Jim Guys and uh, Coach Jackson. Man, two really good guys. I I got a chance to see Coach Guys the other night. Uh, I'm coaching now over at Martin Luther, and and uh, Jimmy is over at Dominican, and got a chance to play them in the sectionals the other night, and and uh, it was good to see him. He he's a heck of a coach. He runs a lot of stuff that make it extremely hard to defend, and uh, as always in typical Jim Guys fashion, they play really good defense. Yeah, um, it's something he stressed. I, you know, I remember um, we used to have a nine-one-one press that we called it, and you know the kamikaze, you know, defense, and we try to, you know, pressure people, and um, you know, like I said, it was a lot of great times, and uh, you know, coach gave me a great opportunity uh, early in my career. Hey, you know, Mike, I tell kids, and and we had this conversation off the air. And I always get kids that roll their eyes at me because I'm the old guy that's been around a long time and I don't know what I'm talking about. When I tell these kids that are juniors and seniors in high school 
when you get a chance to play for your high school team, it just doesn't get any better than that. I mean, the other night when we played Dominican, we were over at uh, West Dallas Central, and the gym was packed. And it was packed with, with students. It was packed with parents and aunts and uncles and then just basketball fans. And, man, it was loud, and, and it was a good game, and both teams were getting after it. And, and I sat back after the game and thought, you know, I'm going to talk to Mike Wilkes, and we had this conversation, but I don't know how it gets better than that. I guess if you play at, at Rice or at Wisconsin, you know, it does the, – the, the, the arenas get bigger and the spotlight gets a little bit bigger, and you go to the NBA and it's the same thing. But I don't know in, the, in its purest form if you ever have as much fun playing basketball as you do in high school. Yeah, high school, like I said, was one of the um, best times of my life. Um, and I remember the, the pack houses playing against your rivals, uh, you know, Milwaukee, Vincent, Washington, you know, and so forth. And, you know, growing up in the city of Milwaukee, um, you grew up with a lot of the players that go to the different high schools. So um, it's a little bit different now with AAU basketball. But when I was coming up, you know, high school ball, it was a thing, you know, um, and you wanted to uh, play against the best. You know, and I feel like the city of Milwaukee, you know, growing up, we had, you know, some of the best players, you know, in, in the state of Wisconsin. So um, just to have that rivalry to go in and um, play against some of the best, man, it, it, it was uh, great, you know, in the packed houses and, you know, the, the people talking crazy and talking noise, talking trash and, you know, just all the bragging rights, you know, that you potentially have, you you're able to pull out a victory. Hey, Mike, how did you deal with that? And and we're going to get to, I promise, the people that listen to this show, uh, we're going to talk to Mike about the platform the Lord has given him and, and his testimony. But I would, how did you deal with all that noise? Were you able to just kind of shut it off, or did, was that something that got you playing better? Um, You know, it, it was just basketball at its purest form. You know, that's what, you know, we were used to, you know, growing up on the playground, playing up at Lincoln Park. Um, growing up playing at LeVar Way and Mary Ryan Sherman Boys and Girls Club, you know, guys talked trash, you know, guys um, competed, you know, and so it was just normal. It was natural for us. It, it was a way of life for us. And it was just fun, you know, just to be able to compete. Um, you know, we just get out there and, you know, give it our best. And um, you had the support of your neighborhoods and, you know, everybody that you grew up with. Um, you know, and I was quite, I was pretty, a pretty quiet player. I tried to let my play do the talking, but you know, I had a lot of people that I grew up with, um, that, that did enough talking for me as well. And it was, it was just all fun though, you know, for me. You, and Mike, it's not, look, if you don't know Mike Wilkes, he's 5'10 and they list you at 5'10. I, I, I don't know. Are you 5'10? <laughs> I'm pretty um, close. I'm about, I, it, I think about 5'11". I give myself 5'11". Oh, okay. <laughs> let's let's say 5'11". So he isn't one of these guys that used to post guys up. But, man, watching him, he was quick as a hiccup, could finish, made great decisions on, on the floor. You know, doing some prep work for, for the show, um, I, I looked at a lot of stats, and, and, and the one that jumped out at me that I wanted to say congratulations the most to you is senior year at Rice – you average 20 a game, five rebounds a game, three assists, all the time earning uh, Western Athletic uh, Conference Scholar-Athlete honors. And I think that that if people understand how much time you have to put into play at a Division One high-level basketball university like Rice University at that time, 
um, and still be on the uh, to, to win Scholar Athlete Award. You know, you, you must have been really strong at, at being able to, to take the time that you had each day and manage that time. Um, and I have to give a lot of credit to my mom, you know, uh, Kathy Creighton. Um, early on, she instilled in me the importance of education. Um, I remember being in middle school, going to Samuel Morris, and uh, I was in the seventh grade. And um, I think I got a two-point-something. You know, I was still eligible to play basketball, but she knew that I wasn't giving the books my best. And so she took me off the basketball team. And then from that point on, um, you know, eighth grade year all the way through our high school, um, I graduate, end up graduating, you know, in the top 5% of my class, you know, with a 3.8, you know, from King. And um, so I give a lot of credit to my mom. Um, she always um, made me understand that I was more than an athlete. Um, you're a student athlete first. You're a student first. And, um, you know, she taught me some valuable lessons, you know. Um, and so that was just a foundation that my mom helped instill in me. And, you know, I was also part of the Upward Bound program. And just that foundation, you know, helped, helped me, you know, further on as I was able to go to college and take some of those habits that um, I was able to build early on. We were talking to Mike Wilkes. Uh, he is a Milwaukee native, uh, former player over at Milwaukee King, former student athlete, I should say, at Milwaukee King. Went to Rice University, played in the NBA for 10 or 11 seasons total, and he's now a scout with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Hey, before we get to a break, um, Mike, I, I love the fact that you wore the number 29 throughout your NBA career, with the exception of one stint with the Spurs. But as a tribute to the Milwaukee's 29th Street Playground, where you grew up playing, and we're going to talk about it a little, little bit later in the show, you still come back and you give back to this community in a big way, uh, especially the 29th Street basketball camp that you guys do. But you wore that, you wore that number strictly to uh, to honor 29th Street. Yeah, you know, and it wasn't just for 29th Street; it was a tribute to Milwaukee. You know, uh, you know, 29th Street Playground. Uh, Grew up playing in the Warning League, you know, most of my life. And, you know, for me, it was a tribute that, you know, hopefully the people in Milwaukee could identify, you know, me recognizing my city, me recognizing the fact that, you know, uh, the things that I was able to accomplish, I didn't do it on my own. I had a lot of people supporting me. I had a lot of people pouring into me. I had a lot of people helping me along the way um, to help me achieve. And so it was me recognizing you know, all the help that I had and, you know, and just trying to represent and make my city proud, you know, and, 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 and also, you know, let people know that the city of Milwaukee, you know, and, and the state of Wisconsin has some players too, you know, not just, you know, New York and LA and the big cities, but it's a tribute to all the guys that came before me, you know, the Calvin Racers, the Silas Mills, you know, and all those guys that paved the way for me and that, you know, um, I was able to learn from and try to implement, you know, parts into my game, you know, that didn't get the opportunity that I got. You know, it's just me recognizing my city. Hey, Mike, can you imagine if, if if we were just doing a basketball show today and we started talking about the Calvin Rayfords and Jose Winstons and, you know, these guys that, that you know, back that just made the city conference what it was. These are really good basketball players. I coach against Jose Winston. He's down at Kenosha St. Joe's. And he, he is one of the nicest men that, that I know. He, he's just a good guy, a really good coach, and he cares a lot about the kids he's coaching. 
Yeah, absolutely. I grew up with Jose. You know, I've been knowing Jose since I was about five or six years old, going to LeVon Way Boys and Girls Club. So we grew up playing against each other all our lives. And, you know, the list is long, you know, the uh, talented and great players. But Jose was one of my favorites playing against. And people would, you know, try to make us rival each other playing King Vincent. And so um, I'm, I'm very proud of him and happy for him, you know, not only the coach that he is, but the man he is yep. and how he gives back to his community and uh, all the, you know, success that he's had, you know, and and, and his guys like him why I wore the number 29, you know, representing Milwaukee and guys that, you know, didn't get some of the opportunities that I did, you know, just, just my way of, you know, thanking guys and recognizing the talent that we had in the city. He is Mike Wilkes. We're going to get to, uh, to a break. Other side of the break, again, former student-athlete at Milwaukee King, former NBA player, is now a scout with the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll continue our conversation with Mike Wilkes on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brain Balance of Mequon. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again flying solo this week. We're joined by Mike Wilkes. He is a former Milwaukee Kings student-athlete, NBA player, and, and he is now – he went to Rice University, had a great career at Rice University, and he's now a scout for uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Hey, Mike, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, about your faith and, and if we can ask you for your testimony and where this all began for you. Okay. Um, man, my faith is my foundation um... – um, I grew up in the church, but I never really committed my life to the Lord. And um, I remember being uh, about a sophomore in college and just, you know, lacking peace in my life, you know, uh, looking at different things that was happening in the city of Milwaukee back home. You know, I went to school in Houston, college in Houston, and, you know, I just didn't have peace. You know, I was losing friends to um, either incarceration or death or whatever, and, you know, my college career at that particular time wasn't going the way that I was hoping, and I just lacked peace. And you know, I was I got to the point where I was like, you know, if I die today or tomorrow, where do I, where do I see myself? You know, where do I end up? And you know, um, I, you know, I realized how good God had been been to me, and I finally, you know, I was going through some things, and you know, I really got to the point where I knew I needed to lay my life down and submit my life to Christ. And uh, it was back in 99, and, um, man, I gave my life to the Lord, and it's never been the same, you know. And it's the, it's the greatest decision that I've, you know, ever been able to make in my life. Man, that's that's awesome. You know, Mike, on this show, we we uh, we ask every everybody, every guest we have, we ask for their testimony. And Pastor Ken loves to say that uh, everybody has a story and, and they never get old. And, and I got to tell you, there there have been guys on this show, Mike, that the worst thing they ever did in their life was steal a candy bar. And then mm-hmm. on this show, we've had guys like Daryl Strawberry and myself that were doing a lot of things that they shouldn't be doing. And if the Lord's willing to accept guys like Pastor Daryl Strawberry and I, 
into into his kingdom, man. You know, he there isn't anybody out there that's listening to this show that if they don't make that decision, if they don't make the decision you made as a sophomore, and I made much later in life, and so I envy you that you you made that decision as early as you did in your life. You know, if 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 people that are listening are are saying, man, I don't know why I don't have this piece. You know, I've got a good job and I'm doing this. I, I, I might be, you know, doing this or that, but I don't understand why I don't have peace. When we had Strawberry on, he said, look, I had everything I wanted, everything I thought I wanted. I was a big-time baseball player. I had all the money I needed. I had all the girls I needed. I had cars and houses. And and he said, yet I wasn't happy. And I couldn't figure it out. And, and until he fully, you know, fell to his knees and accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior, he was not not happy. Mike, how did how did the the um, I know that your life changed at that moment. How did the locker room for you change? Was that was that different? And and one question I love to ask guys um, on this on this show is: Was it easier for you to walk worthy inside the locker room where you had guys you know holding you accountable, or was it easier for you to walk worthy outside of the locker room? Um, you know, for me, uh, I was in college and. Um, I had a teammate, his name was Omar Mance, and he's still one of my best friends to this day. He transferred from LSU. And what ended up happening is I ended up catching a ride with him one day, and uh, shortly after I gave my life to the Lord, uh, I got in his car, and he was playing some gospel music, uh, Fred Hammond, you know, who's one of my favorite gospel sure. artists. And I was like, man, what you know about this? And he was like, what you know about that? And uh, we started giggling, and I was like, you a believer? And he was like, yeah. And then from that moment on, you know, for the rest of my, uh, you know, college, we held each other accountable. We were accountability partners, and we kind of, um, like I said, held each other accountable, you know, in practice and how we, you know, carried ourselves off the off the court. And um, so he was a, a huge help to me. And um, God began to plan, and you know, that was kind of one of my prayers. You know, I had some people in my life. I had some some things that I was doing, and. That's one of the things I love about, you know, being a, a Christian is that you don't have to do it alone. God gives you his spirit. And uh, I was just honest with God. He knew my heart. And I said, God, I struggle with some things. I have some people and some influences in my life that, you know, I need you to kind of help me to separate myself. And he did that. And he surrounded me with people that helped strengthen my faith and hold me accountable and, uh, you know, help build a foundation uh, while I was in college that helped me as a pro as well. And I still have certain people in my life, you know, that that, that do that to this day. Man, Omar Mann, that, that's his name? Yeah, Omar Mann, he's actually uh, on staff at Vanderbilt. Um, so he's, he's been coaching for a number of years. Um, Omar, Omar was huge. Um, Steve Robertson, who was my uh, counselor at the Upper Bound program, um, he would call me while I was in college. And uh, he would say, hey, you've been reading your word, you know. And if I hadn't, he would give me a little mini sermon over the phone, you know, and just, you know, That's just awesome. kind of help me. He's, he's a huge, you know, one of the people that I, I looked up to and, and it has influenced my life tremendously. Man, that's that's awesome. I I love those stories. We uh we never get old hearing them. My, one of my favorite ones, Mike, and I've told it, but I haven't told it in a bit. We had a, a Division three college basketball coach from Indiana, on, and I I'd have to go back to get his name, but he he was uh, talking about how he struggled 
Um, being able to outside of the locker room, he was. He said, "Man, I was really good inside the locker room, talking to my players and, and and staff about my faith, and I was very comfortable in that locker room. But once I, I got out of the locker room, he said I would take some classes at church and how to be a better evangelist and be able to open some doors, and and he just struggled every day in that. And then he read a book called "I'm Not a Fan." And he spent the extra three dollars for the 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 bracelet, the 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 plastic or rubber bracelet that said I'm not a fan. And he said I'd be in the supermarket, I'd be in a gas station, and somebody would see it and they'd go, "Who aren't you a fan of?" And he'd say, "I'm not a fan of Jesus Christ." And people would go, "What?" And he'd say, "I'm not a fan because fans sit on the sidelines. I'm a follower. Can I talk to you about it?" And he said, "Mike, that three dollar bracelet." opened every door that I could ever imagine to be able to discuss my faith with people that I met on the street. And and so I love the fact that, you know, somebody like Steve Robertson would call you and say, hey, are you, are you, in, are you in the word? Because if you're not, let's talk about it. So as, right. as Christian men, you know, we, we are to, to hold each other accountable. And I love the absolutely. fact that people do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my father-in-law, you know, I'm married now. My father-in-law, he's a pastor. And uh, I don't know if it's his quote, but he said something years ago. And he said, as believers, we're, we're to witness at all times and speak when necessary. Um, so for me, it's um, people watch your actions, you know, more than what you say a lot of times. And so that's something I always carry with me, um, you know, especially being a professional athlete and, um you know, I've had people watching that I didn't even realize were watching. And, uh, you know, later on they said things to me and how, you know, they were encouraged, you know, by some things. And, and so and, and God will open up the right door at the right time to be able to speak, you know, to people and, and share your faith and your testimony um, and, and encourage someone. So it's been a blessing throughout my career. Hey, we are talking to Mike Wilkes. And before we get to a break, I have to thank Curtis Weathers. Because Curtis, uh, I saw Curtis the other day, and and he and he mentioned you, and he said, "Hey, he'd be a great guest for for that Faith in the Zone show that you do." And I said, "You know, I've tried a couple times. I don't know how to get a hold of him." And he said, "Hey, yeah. let me let me uh, send you his number." I said, "Hey, reach out to him first and find out if it's okay if I give him a call." And and I want to thank Curtis Weathers. I know that he listens to this show every once in a while, and and I appreciate uh, I appreciate him setting uh, setting this up, guys. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation later in the show. We'll talk to former NBA All Star AC Green about a few things as well. Our next segment, we'll continue our conversation with Mike Wilkes. He is a former Milwaukee Kings student athlete, played at Rice University, former NBA player. Uh, is it 10 or 11 seasons, by the way, Mike? I've got it both written down. I, I played 10 total, some in the NBA, some overseas, and, and I got my start in the D League. So I played a little bit of everywhere. But I was playing. Can you still, can you still hit a jump shot, by the way? Every now and then, I, I still think I got it. In my mind, I still got it, but my body says different some days. <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe as a, as a guy that works in some radio stations, when you come back to town, I set up a one-on-one match with you and Jose Winston. Man, I could sell. <laughs> hey, I could sell some tickets for that one. I could definitely sell some tickets. He is Mike Wilkes, and we'll get back uh, with conversation with him on the other side. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone. 
an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern flying solo today. Pastor Ken Keltner will be back next week. We're joined by Milwaukee native, and he is uh, still has Milwaukee in his heart. You can take the boy out of Milwaukee, but you can't take Milwaukee out of the boy. I can tell you that. He is uh, Mike Wilkes, and if you uh, if you've ever heard one bad thing about Mike Wilkes, let me know because I haven't. And it's great to spend this time uh, with Mike. Hey, Mike, you, you had said earlier that you're married. Do you have children? Yeah, I've, I've been married um, 11 years. Uh, my wife's name is Kimberly, and we have two boys, Isaiah and Josiah, ages 9 and 4. Man, um, both of them can go to their left by now, I would assume, right? <laughs> I'm working on it. Uh, you know, my oldest, he, he loves the game already. he got a genuine passion for it. Um, he's getting a lot of exposure to the game. And so um trying to stay out of the way as best I can and, you know, give him some advice here and there, but um, definitely making sure he can use both hands. <laughs> That's man, so important. Hey, Mike, when you come back to Milwaukee, I know you, you've done this for a while, uh, that 29th Street basketball camp uh, that, that, you get, that you're involved with, and, and there's a lot of uh, guys that have, have really gotten involved with that, and I love the fact that, that people like Calvin Rayford and Daryl Banks and those guys give back. Um, this is important to you and, and, and the work that they do over there. Yeah, it's huge. You know, like I said, um, you know, Daryl Banks, you know, he's, man, you know, I, I still think about him every day. We lost him, you know, not too long ago. Um, but him and, and Mark Wade and Willie Wade and those guys that coached us, you know, all of our lives, um, they took their time out. You know, they, they treated us like we were sons and they taught us valuable life lessons utilizing the game of basketball and helped us grow up, you know, not only be good basketball players, but, you know, try to be good citizens. And so, um, to me, it's our responsibility to give back and do what was done for us. And so, you know, every year um, for the past over over a decade now, um, you know, we've been doing the camp up at North Division, you know, for young kids. You know, we get anywhere from, you know, 65 to 80 kids a year, Um um, it's a free two two day camp. You know, make sure they have school supplies, and just try to love on them, and you know, have different guest speakers come in, provide food, and then we also have a give out a scholarship. Um, last year we gave out three, you know, scholarships to a senior um, that's going on to college, and just trying to give back, you know, to the city, and you know, do what was done for us. Hey, uh, you know, I'm sorry I did not know that uh, that uh, Daryl Banks had passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did that happen? A while ago? Um, a little over uh, about a year. It's been, you know, coming up on a year. So Boy, maybe I did um, know, and I've, you know, I'm getting old. I I may have forgotten that, but I, you know, he he was very instrumental in in uh, in that camp, and and that camp's given away over thirty five thousand dollars in scholarships to date. And in the article that I read, it was it was very much about academics with him. about academics but it was about people um you know looking out for one another 
Um, and just, he was just a genuine guy, you know. You bet. Uh, one of, you know, like I said, one of my best friends. I, I, I miss him, you know, every, even working for the Thunder, you know, coming from games, I'll get a phone call from him and we'll talk about the game, you know, as I'm driving home post game. And oh, um, he was just a big influence, always giving, you know, great advice. He was a friend, you know, um, that I can call on. And, uh, he, you know, he's a father figure. And so he was like that for, for a lot of us. And so, um, like I said, man, I'm just trying to um, give back and do what he did, you know, for me and so many others. Um, and that's something we're just trying to, you know, continue to carry on. Hey, Mike, as we get closer to that camp, I I, I would love to have you and, and uh, maybe Calvin or somebody um, come on my high school basketball show and let's promote and, and celebrate and, and just make sure that we're letting people know that camp is available. And I'll reach out to you here in a couple of months to make sure that we do that. Uh, I really appreciate the fact that you guys are, are are doing that and giving back to the community. Hey, in the short amount of time that we have left, when we had we had Tony Dungy on this this show, Mike, and he kept talking. His big thing is to utilize the platform that the Lord has has given us. And and as an NBA former NBA player and now still in the NBA as a scout. Boy, the Lord's given you a big uh, platform. Is that something that you're able to take advantage of to spread his word? Absolutely. You know, over my career, God showed me early on. Um, that's what it was always really about, you know, using the NBA as a platform. Because, you know, at the end of the day, for me, it's not going to be, you know, how many championships have you won? You know, we are going to have to stand before God one day. And it's going to be, what did you do with what I you know, I, I giving you the opportunities, the talent. Um, did you use it for my glory? And what did you do with my son, Christ? Did you share him? And so I think that, you know, as athletes, it's, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. We, we're role models that um, can influence people by the things that we say. It's a lot of kids' lives that I can speak into just because, you know, I played on, you know, the biggest stage there is to play on. And so just to use that, um, platform, it, it's the least I can do. You know, God has done so much. And, you know, I understand that we were created for his glory and for his purposes. And so, um, yeah, it's definitely, you know, a platform that I continue to try to use, you know, even, you know, being still affiliated, you know, with the NBA as a scout, um, I'm able to speak into people's lives and make an impact and, you know, share Christ, you know, as much as I can. Man, that's awesome. Mike, as a, as a scout, uh, you know, is that, are you going out to, to, to scout teams that, that the Thunder are playing, or are you looking for players? Um, I do pro personnel, so I work closely with the front office. So I'm looking at guys for trades and free agency. So I'm going out there and scouting, you know, specific players, watching every player on every team, any event their name come up, you know, in free agency or there's a trade scenario. Um, so we're always trying to, you know, stay ready for – you know, any possibilities to, to make our team better. So I do pro personnel scouting. Well, I'll tell you, when when uh, when that crowd at the Oklahoma City games, you know, and still now, but certainly, you know, last year when, when Durant was playing there, when, when that crowd got into a game, that was like a college atmosphere, isn't it? Man, it's, it's you know, arguably the best atmosphere, um, you know, in the league. Um, and – we, you know, here in Oklahoma, the, the the fans, 
they feel like, you know, it's the fans' team. You know, um, I give a lot of credit to, you know, our ownership and, and to our leadership, Sam Pressy. They do a, a great job of making sure we, we're connected to the community. Um, and it's a privilege to work with such a great organization that, you know, is, is bigger than basketball. It's about, you know, impacting people. And so um, the fans are definitely connected to the team. They come out and support. And that's one of the things I love about living in Oklahoma. You know, they love the Thunder. And it's a lot of genuinely, you know, nice people here. And especially if you work for the Thunder, you know, they, they, love, our, they love our team. Well, I can tell you this, you know, that might, that's where you're living now, but your home is here in Milwaukee, man. I This is your hometown, and, and you need to know that that outside of, of the Rufus King bubble and, and, and the city of Milwaukee, there, there are people all over this area that are really proud of you, young man. They're really proud of what, who you are, what you've become. You know, they're certainly proud of the success you've had on the court, but anytime your name comes up, Basketball is used quickly, and then it goes on from there. He says, man, he was a great basketball player, but let me tell you about what kind of guy he is. And so this city is very proud of you, Mike Wilkes. I got to tell you. And I appreciate it. And I got a lot of love for the city um, and all the people that have helped me along the way. And, you know, it's a testament to, to everyone. And, you know, I still got a long way to go, but, you know, I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> you bet. Hey, I'll reach out to you in, in a month or so, and we'll, uh, I promise you we'll promote the 29th Street Basketball Camp. He is Mike Wilkes. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, former NBA All-Star A.C. Green will join us. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo on this segment. So if you listen to this show, you know that I'm a big basketball fan. I've been coaching for 35 years. One of my favorite NBA players of all time It was A.C. Green. Loved the way he played. Uh, really just enjoyed watching him. Uh, just his, his whole attitude on the floor, off the floor. I read a lot about him, and uh, I still do. He's doing great work with the A.C. Green Youth Foundation. He's joining us right now. A.C., thanks a lot for a few minutes of your time. How are you today? Mike, I'm wonderful. I'm having a great day, and uh, I am honored to be on here with you. So this is, you're doing some good things, and I'm looking forward to just uh, talking about some of the things that's going on in our society. I, I really appreciate that, A.C. This uh, show, Faith in the Zone, we, we do, we do as, as good a job as we can here in Milwaukee in a secular sports station to talk to uh, people that have been in and around the game of sport and talk to them about their faith and how it's affected their lives professionally and personally. And, and AC, you spent a lot of time in the NBA, uh, 16 seasons. Yeah, I think your nickname, if I remember right, was the Iron Man. And uh, I just really appreciate the fact that when you were playing, AC, and the Lord has given you the platform that you had the messages that you were given uh, back then and still are, uh, according to your website, uh, I just really appreciate the fact that you have taken full advantage of the platform. So, Mike, I appreciate it. And, you know, we've, 
you know, we've come to understand uh, those that do, you know, get a chance to read the Bible and hear various uh, quotes from it uh, and just get a little familiar with it. You know, you you have to remember, one, where you've come from. A lot of parental guidance and voices have, you know, shared that with a lot of youth and still to this day uh, always remembering where one has come from, comes from. Uh, but at the same time, too much is given, much has been required. And, uh, you know, God is the one that gives the ability and the talent, you know, and it's, us, it's up to us to really utilize our hearts to really try and uh, help and inspire that next generation and your fellow man. So, um, you know, I'm not, you know, doing any uh, rocket scientist things per se. And But at the same time, the things that I am trying to do and committed my life to try and be a part of, you know, they can help change lives in one way or another, and that's what it's all about. As uh, we speak with A.C. Green, if you get a chance, and, and I would uh, I would ask you to put 10 minutes aside at least, because once you get on this website, it's acgreen.com, and it's all about the A.C. Green Youth Foundation. The things that they're doing are incredible, and, and I love the message of, of this foundation. Again, acgreen.com. If you're feeling led to to, uh, to give, there is a, a, a place there on the website that you can donate to this program. And the amount of work that they're doing with, with, with kids and, and with our youth is, is pretty special. And the fact that, that this is a former NBA player that, that is driven to give back to, to the community, I think, is, is, is equally as special. AC, if we, can, um, if we can ask you for your testimony real quick, uh, just to talk a little bit about, about where your journey with, with our Lord Jesus Christ, where that started in your life. Yeah, Mike, I think, uh, you know, I'm a kid who's born and raised in Portland, Oregon, and I, I, you know, came up with two older brothers and older sister and two wonderful parents in the household, but at the same time, it wasn't a Christian household, but very religious. And, you know, I was just that young, uh, sports-crazed, young male athlete, uh, but at the same time, uh, very much a a man-pleaser from the standpoint of just... um, always being around my friends and wanting to always be a part of the team and sometimes not even knowing what my own morals were or my own values were. I was uh, just always trying, uh, made sure I wasn't that kid left out. Uh, And sometimes, you know, as a lot of our youth today, you make decisions based on popularity as opposed to being the right thing to do. And I fell right in line with that. And so um, throughout high school, that was sort of the mentality and that was sort of the moral makeup you know, of who A.C. Green Jr. was. And it wasn't until I got out of high school and graduated on my way to college at Oregon State University uh, that I really came up with the challenge uh, and a face-to-face of what it was and that I wanted to, um, you know, who I wanted to become, what it was I wanted to do. And I had a pastor preach a sermon just basically, do you want to go to heaven or do you want to go to hell? But it was really centered around having a personal relationship with Christ Jesus. And I've heard the concept before, but it wasn't broken down that way because my heart was tender and right at that particular time of a teenage, 17 years old. And that sort of got things started, Mike. And from there, God just placed me part of uh, some local churches at my high school, or excuse me, in college when I got to Oregon State. And from there, uh, a good Bible-based, um, Bible-teaching-believing type of fellowship and uh, accountability was very strong. And, you know, from there, you just continue to grow and, and you start inspiring other people because it wasn't about how much you know but how much you share. 
and that led into the NBA and sharing with uh, the other guys and who became friends on my NBA teams. And here I am today, 27 years ago, the AC Green Foundation now is still in existence as you were sharing, um, trying to impact lives. But it started back then when our heart got changed by one, uh, one message at a time. AC, thank you for that. And and whoever asked you those words, if you died, you want to go to hell or heaven. I, I man, good for him because it's amazing when when we talk to coaches and we talk to to, to mentors and we talk to ex athletes or athletes, there there's always somebody there in their life that 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 said, you know, those kinds of words to them. And it's interesting when you talked about you knew, you know, you were in a religious home. We had a guy come on the show that said these words, and it stuck with me for years. Um, he said, look, I knew Jesus Christ the way I knew Abraham Lincoln. I knew all the stories of Jesus Christ the way I knew Abraham Lincoln stories, but I didn't have that personal relationship. So I love the fact that that in your testimony, the words personal relationship um, comes out. AC, when you got to the NBA and and you started to talk about the things that you believed in, were, were there a lot of people willing to, to, to listen? Was, was that a difficult place for you in the locker room of an NBA team to, to, to be a little bit peculiar like the Bible says we need to be? Well, I um, the, the answer to that particular question is, you know, first first and foremost, I, I had to befriend my teammates. It wasn't about uh, going and, and quote-unquote preaching to them, even sharing my faith with them, because if, if they don't believe me, they don't know, because they don't know me, just like you talked about your past guest, when he came to know who Jesus Christ was in a personal way, then it became real to him, as opposed to just a, a story in a book. And so because a lot of the guys, we had no previous relationship, but once they started to see me on a daily basis and how my, what I lived, um, that opened up the door to hear what I said and what I believed. And so it became a very good uh, opening statement just by my lifestyle. Not that my lifestyle was perfect before them, but at the same time they saw the heart and they saw that what my intent and purpose and my convictions were very clearly and uh, lives were definitely changed. AC, I've asked this question to, to other um, uh, other NBA and NFL and, and Major League Baseball players. Was it easier for you to walk worthy in the locker room or outside of the locker room? And and, and the question is, is the locker room a place that you can surround yourself with, with like-minded people, or was it was it easier to, to walk worthy, you know, in the offseason? Well, I mean, you don't, you know the guys in your locker room because you become normally more like a family. Uh, and that's typically how sports teams are because you see you're around each other pretty much most of the day. So you become more like a brotherhood um, inside of the sports world. And same thing, you know, for the ladies in their, in their sports teams. It's just become, you know, you become a family. So it's much easier to forgive and forgive. Uh, and forget uh, your things that happen uh, inside your family, and it's the same inside of a sports team. When you're inside, you know, when you're just out and inside the public, and you're off off season, um, you know, it's a different life. It's a different lifestyle uh, in general for for most guys because now you don't have those relationships. You don't know who those people are that you interact with. On a consistent basis, yes, but just in an everyday 
coming and going, you, you know, you really don't have the relationship. So it's a totally different type of uh, portrayal from that standpoint. Um, but I would say what made it easy for me on a personal side is the fact that it was just consistent. You know, if I was in the locker room, outside the locker room, you know, my goal, my heart, my intentions, and what I did were pretty much the same thing. It did not change uh, respect to where my location was. That's uh, that's awesome. We are talking to A.C. Green, former NBA player, again, the NBA Ironman, and, and the reason he got that nickname is uh, he played in, in a number of, of games. I think it was over 1,000 uh, straight games, correct? 1,192 straight games. He played in, and, and that nickname is something that uh, that he certainly earned and, and deserved. In the few minutes that we have left uh, in the segment, AC, can we talk about the mission statement for the AC Green Youth Foundation? As we speak, again, go to acgreen.com to get more information on the work that AC and his foundation is doing. And again, if you're feeling led to, uh, to donate and help that foundation, there is a place on that website to do it. And, and I just think it's a really good read. Make sure you put at least 10 minutes aside because once you get on the website, it's some really very interesting material. Um, AC, the mission statement for uh, the, the AC Green Foundation, the Youth Foundation, would be? Uh, you know, we are really impacting lives through education, uh, vehicles, through sport, health and wellness, and also through character development are the real three focuses and vehicles that I'm really driving home uh, in this foundation. Like I said, it's been 27 years. It's been definitely exciting in working with, uh, you know, our youth, working with families, uh, helping young men and young women uh, realize the value that they have and possess even in their adolescence. Uh, and at the same time, the maturity in which they can grow into and the careers in which they desire, trying to help to give them a roadmap, you know, and keys to success, uh, understanding, you know, their body, understanding the, the value of their body, because they only have one. So let's, what's the best choices that we can make about who we are and, and, and the things that we do and not the, what's the most popular uh, choices to be a part of, but what's the best? And so that's what I've been always trying to really help drive home uh, with our with our youth, especially, and, and, and supporting our parents. You know, a lot of the things, as I said before, Mike, is I don't I don't want to create the wheel where it doesn't need to be recreated. But at the same time, I definitely want to support our families and our parents and our single parents and grandparents who are raising kids these days uh, with a voice outside the home that is still sending a very strong, clear, positive message. Um, and just and really be that I got your back type of person and type of organization. And like I said, you know, it's not, you know, we're we're not doing everything under the sun. You know, we're we're not a perfect uh, 501c3, and you know, I've done everything right in all the 27 years. But by and large, you know, uh, we've done, you know, we've done a good job. We've been blessed, and and I'm looking forward to the challenges that we have coming, uh, you know, over the next, you know, next 27 years. AC, I, I can tell you, I've coached uh, high school basketball. I'm now in my 35th year coaching and, and uh, coaching at a school now that, I, you know, it, it's the, the student athlete has changed so much over that amount of time since I've been coaching. And I can assure you that the, the page on your website, again, it's acgreen.com, that talks about the frequently asked questions about abstinence. 
I will print out and I will hand to each of these players that I have on my team. Because when, when you when you ask questions like what is abstinence and what, what about safe sex and the, 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 the answers that you give – I think are perfect, are spot on. And in today's day and age, and at least here in the city of Milwaukee, if you're in the high school setting and you want to talk about abstinence, people just shake you off and they say, that's not going to work. We need to talk about safe sex and we need to make sure that we're supplying condoms and we need to make sure that that we're putting them in, in an environment where they can feel comfortable. And, and AC, I don't believe in that. I believe that if you talk to kids at an early age about abstinence and explain to them about intimacy and you explain to them about the benefits in waiting, I think that these 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 frequently asked questions that you have in your website are just a great guideline and a door opener for a, for a high school basketball coach like I am. So thank you for that. No, no problem. That, and that's why it's been created, you know, um, because once again, and I, I will say this because this is the time I can say this, um, because this was my life. It, it wasn't something that I'm, I'm speaking theory, I'm speaking factual. Uh, this is how I lived uh, the abstinence lifestyle, those that do not know, and practice being a virgin and understanding the value of one's body and understanding how to respect a young lady. Uh, you know, those things were, that's, that's always, that's been ingrained in me, and it wasn't always there, but I learned, you know, I, I was a work in progress, but I finally got it, and, uh, but it's been neat, you know, it has been, and so when I share those things that are on my website, and some of the keys to my success, and being even in the NBA, and letting kids know, you know, if I can do it in my environment, you know, coming through my lifestyle, and even being an NBA player, um, there's not a whole lot of reasons you can tell me why you can't right. in middle school, in high yes. school, elementary school. Um, so I, I agree. I, I appreciate that. And but, but that's, you know, once again, that's why, you know, God's put it on my heart to, you know, have a foundation and make a lot of the things that we do free to the kids and free to the families um, to alleviate any uh, financial challenge that they might have, even though, you know, it costs us money to put on a program like our free basketball camps and programs of that nature. But, you know, God also, he makes the provision. He put, he touches people's hearts to be a part and believe in what we're trying to do. And we're able to continue getting the message out and the message is out. That's going to help change lives. And last but not least, I'll say is this, Mike, we, the last thing, even on the website, as you saw, um, you know, we are, we are trying to help uh, to do a, critical testing for hearts and we have a heart testing program now that is going on where we're helping uh our at our youth uh, basically just do a, a free heart test uh inside of their you know their community where they might be located in the school districts and uh youth programs and we, we provide our own doctors and uh and own program that just helps uh, come out and do these free clinical testing just to make sure there's no abnormalities going on inside of, inside of some hearts in our youth so they can so they can have a chance to live out their dreams because right now you know every three days there's an unfortunate passing of a youth um, that's dying because of some heart complication and hopefully I think those things can be detected early and I just want to try and find a way to do that but that's also on the website and it's that's what it's about just you know we can all do what we can do that's all 
Guys, the the reason Faith in the Zone, people that are listening, the reason Faith in the Zone we started three years ago is exactly what we we did today with with AC Green for me. It is to to talk to men that that have walked worthy, that are utilizing the platform that the Lord has given them. Guys that we put up on a pedestal because he could knock down jumpers and he could rebound and get up and down the floor on the NBA floor. But that's that's what he did. That's not who he is. And who he is is this man that's trying to give back to the community. And again, acgreen.com. Help out the AC Green Youth Foundation. Continue the good work that they're doing. AC, I can't thank you enough. I doing the research, by the way, my birthday's October 4th as well. So we are kindred spirits, my friend. I'm a little older than you are, though. That's awesome. That's, that's good to hear. <laughs> a couple of Libras. Hey, um, AC Green, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, good luck. Uh, continued good work with the AC Green Foundation. And same to you with your show. And keep keep making a difference. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 